I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why are we always starting with the Backstreet Boys? I don't know. See, this is what happens to me. I get these songs implanted in my brain. I mean, implanted, you know, I, and I'm not even going to sing the song because I'll start the vicious cycle again. But, you know, Destiny's Child, say my name. Please. Uh, how dare. Can I just say I'm hanging up right now? Why? How dare you even ask that as a rhetorical question? Oh, yeah, I so. don't know if you know this song by Destiny's Child. <laughs> don't. No, that was in my head for a good four years. I sang it, obviously at the start, it's like I sang it numerous times a day. And then you kind of, you'd be getting down to once a week and then it just cranked back up again. And it, it was, it was challenging. Such a classic. What do you think is your favourite at, at the risk of discussing earworms? Because I know it's a dangerous game. And there is actually a German term for an earworm. If you know that, listener, please get in touch. I forget it. But what do you think would your, be your favourite Destiny's Child song? Um, favourite Destiny's Child song? It would probably be that. I mean, I'm trying. Oh, Bugaboo. Is that? Is That's Destiny's Child. Bugaboo. Bugaboo. Uh, Boolylicious, another great one. Soldier. I used to love that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I al- I always feel like I'm in the video when I'm in the plans section in Ikea. <laughs> Gotta carry big things, if you know what I mean. And Fred's like, dude, it's a one-way system. We don't have time for this. Yeah, that is a good song. I, I only recently happened upon Bills, Bills, Bills the other day. And there is something about the lyrics that... I don't know to the age well because it's a bit like uh, I'm not great because I'm paying my own bills. I mean that's just kind of life, isn't it? I know it's like that Chris Rock joke. <laughs> I take care of my kids. Like yeah, that's what you're meant to do. That's the that's, that's your job. Right for that. Yeah. I pay for um, their school. I pay for their yeah. books. Yeah. Like that's because yeah. they're kids. Like they're you kind of yeah. to. You're setting the bar with that, like you know. <laughs> Socials. Oh, look, I'm off the socials for a couple of days. Is Julie okay? And I'm like, yeah, no, she's grand this time. 
I was like, oh, no, this back. time I'm fine. This time I'm fine. Um, Although I was kind of delighted because yesterday when I went in for, I know this sounds like, it sounds like I'm Kate Middleton, the amount of hospital appointments I have, but I guess this is just all part of, you know, a geriatric pregnancy. I don't know. It's not that I'm asking for these appointments. I'm not going private. I don't know. I just seem to be in there a lot. But yesterday now the blood pressure was a bit high. So I was like, there you go. You see, I have been stressed. You know, when you're like, it's all yeah. getting a bit stressful. And then it is confirmed by your blood pressure. So I did kind of, you know, raise my fist in a triumphant fashion and say, oh, look, it has been a bit. It's been a little bit stressful. But the last couple of days now I felt much better. It was it was just a bit of a Twitter instant over the weekend, which I should probably reference. Yeah. Well, it's so, totally your call. You're 50 No, I will. Call. No, I think I, no, I do want to do it because the whole thing just made me massively uncomfortable and just, I supposed to give my side of events. So basically, now maybe just to say as well, maybe my timing wasn't great and I didn't maybe think it through as much as I should have, but it was coming from a good place. I put up a post on Saturday. Now, obviously had put up uh, something the week previous about what we were all talking about and what we were talking about on the podcast, which is the problem with misogyny in comedy, which is a real problem that we have to tackle. But then it's just, I was kind of thinking, you know what, I would like to just say something as well about the men who have helped me and give me opportunities. Because to be honest, I've had so many opportunities given to me by men who, like, obviously, you know, I would have a bit of imposter syndrome and probably feel like I didn't deserve these opportunities. But I think I really have been encouraged by some men in comedy yeah. So I just wanted to write, like, you know, the way I've kind of gotten more into the habit of writing bits and pieces. So I just like, I'll just do a little something. I did qualify it by saying at the start and the end, by saying, like, you know, obviously there are really bad men in comedy. There are also good men who do and say bad things. And in both cases, like, we have to stamp that out. It's really important. But there are also good men in comedy. So a lot of people took issue with it. Right. And I wouldn't be a massive Twitter person. So I had actually gone off to visit my auntie and I came back and I was like doing the dinner for Fred or whatever. So it probably this had been happening over the course of a few hours and I hadn't noticed it. So then when I went on Twitter, I did get a bit of a fright because there was all this activity or whatever. There was all this activity. And yeah, so a lot of people weren't happy. And quite a few messages were quite... I mean, they were quite mean, a little bit abusive, quite horrible. Were these messages in your DMs or were these messages in reply? So both, but mostly, I mean, mostly kind of in a public arena. Now, I got it, like I did get a bit of a fright because the first couple of people, and I don't know where you're supposed to do this on Twitter, but I don't know who they were. But anyway, they were just kind of giving out about me. So I blocked them. So I don't actually know who they were. But then the conversation continued. So I deleted the post and then I put up a, a thing like at this stage, maybe I didn't realize kind of just how pissed off people were at me. So I just put up a thing saying, OK, delete the post. I know some people took issue with it. Like I do stand by, you know, the overall sentiment, which was, by the way, just to say that there are some really good men in comedy as well. Like it wasn't taking fact there's horrible men in comedy because I said that in the piece and like obviously these people have to be purged. But anyway, so I did say, look, you know, so then more people came back to me with abusive messages. And one message which really hurt was saying, oh, well, you know, you should stand with the victims. 
or you're obviously not standing with the victims or something like that. Right, okay. Which really upset me because apparently one of the people I named, and now I was completely unaware of this, and I said this to you since Emma, and I think you were completely, I mean, you were completely unaware of this as well, but apparently one of the people I'd named as somebody who has kind of helped me along is somebody that has some kind of allegation against them. Now, I said this yeah, to you. I know a hand, a hand like it's hand, being handsy or whatever. Being a bit handsy, was it always yeah. like a, it was gropey. That's exactly what yeah. somebody it was. Somebody, somebody on stage, but I never, yes. I never knew about this. I knew about this person had uh, per, perhaps said something while they were emceeing that uh, people took offence to, mm-hmm. and I think was, which was a few years ago, yeah, which is a few years ago, and the general consensus within comedy was. Uh, it was well. I wouldn't say it was fifty-fifty, but a lot of people thought that it was completely distasteful, and that this person needed to be taken out of comedy. And then other people were saying it was actually a call back to the comedian's joke. Yeah. So like very, and then it was taken so out of context. Kind of the opinion of it at the time. Um, that's what I had heard about a good few years ago, but I hadn't heard anything about. Uh, groping and I mean while they were kind of handing the mic back or something no. is that so what it this was? was well this I have no idea but under what I have written so this you then because other people were telling eventually kind of told you or something didn't they well it's not even what happened was was that because I was quite upset then because then under what I had said about taking it down when the person said oh you don't stand with victims what really, really hurt about that, Emma, is, and actually, I could actually get upset talking about it, but I'm just not going to get upset because I was so upset about this when I saw it, and I think it was Sunday, because I actually just switched my phone on airplane mode for Saturday night, and I looked okay. at it on Sunday, and what really, really upset me was, first of all, to say I don't stand with victims is probably the lowest thing I think you can fling at any woman. I was completely unaware of this allegation. So much so so that I actually messaged this person and said, who are you talking about? Like, I was genuinely freaked out then because I was like, who is this? Yeah. And then eventually the person had said, oh, you know, it's so-and-so. And I was like, I was completely unaware of that. And what really hurt about that comment was, first of all, it's probably the lowest thing I think you can sing and a woman. Second of all, I have boycotted gigs because of how... Well, because of, you know, how women were treated at these gigs. I have done charity gigs, obviously, you know, done any gigs I've been asked to do in support of crisis centres, anything else have always been available. I put out a statement last week saying I believe women, which I do. And then also what really upset me is this thing of, oh, you don't stand with victims. It's really presuming it's very assumptive because it's presuming that I'm not a victim. It's like saying you can't be in this club. Yeah. It's ma- it's making such an assumption about my experience. And I yeah. like I think to be honest, I don't know whatever it was about the other comments, they were all pretty, you know, there were quite a few horrible ones, but that one just really hurt. Like I mean, you can see where I'm coming from like in terms of how, why I was so upset about it. But sure, I can I can hear it now. I can hear it in your voice, even. Yeah, and I don't want you know I don't want to get too upset about it. But like, also, what upset me was was that you have to be uh, true to your own 
emotions and feelings. You know well, what I mean? I mean, yeah. And like, if you're not true, you know, at the risk of pissing people off more, like if I'm not honest about being upset on my own podcast, like what's the point of having, like we've said that from the beginning, like, you know, it's really important to be honest on this as well. Then that person did, you know, I did have a DM conversation with them and I did say to them, another thing which hurt me about that comment was, now there would have been other comments made that I was completely unaware, genuinely unaware of this allegation. So I put this post out in good faith, presuming that anyone I named was not a predator. She could have DM'd me or any of these people, Emma, that publicly slammed me, could have DM'd me and said, now a few people did DM me with just generic, like, oh, you know, I don't know, should you really put that up? And, you know, maybe you should take it down kind of thing. But there was no specifics. I mean, I didn't know this until this person named this guy. And she has DM'd me, this person, to ask me to do charity gigs for her. I've always done them. I've always made myself available. So as I said to her, I was like, why, if we know each other well enough that you can DM me and ask me to do a gig, why couldn't you DM me with that information instead of publicly shaming me? Yeah. It's that simple. I know, but it's true. I mean, it's not. You're happy happy to do, as you said, like you're happy to uh, do charity gigs and support and stuff like that. But when you you do a charity gig for somebody that you know, you are traveling to that gig and whatever. So it does, you know, it is obviously your time, but it's obviously money as well because you've got to get there and you've got to get yourself home. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. And And if this person is kind of comfortable enough, as you say, to DM you in a very, like a very, you know, uh, friendly acquaintance kind of way about doing X, Y, or Z, but then decides to kind of, yeah. And like what upset me was, was that it took until I'd say that was maybe the middle of Sunday afternoon. So this conversation had been, I mean, basically I'd been called like a rape apologist, like, you know, said that I didn't stand with victims, like, you know, what kind of person was I, blah, 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 like just ripped to shreds in a public arena. And it took until I had to ask repeatedly, who are you talking about? Who is this person that supposedly... Like was, you know, groped this person on stage because that was one of the comments under my tweets. Oh, and you named somebody who groped me on the stage. I was like, what? I had no idea. And then eventually the person said, oh, it's this person. I mean, like, I'm not going to presume that these people are predators. I have I've never been I've never had an indication that that is the case. Like if I had known that, of course, I wouldn't have put it up. But my only intent was to name a few men that I find, well, that I have found up to this point anyway, that, you know, they've helped me along, they've given me opportunities, they've really encouraged me. Like, it was coming from a good place. Like, I'm totally, obviously, I'm so sorry if it caused upset. I mean, I was then very upset by, you know, the the things that were said about me, but it was genuinely, I really did not think anyone I named there was going to be a trigger for people or it was going to upset people. I was I was totally oblivious to that. And even like, I mean, I think when I said to you, like in terms of the men in question, like you would have probably been of the same opinion, Emma. I didn't know about this uh, groping story or I've never like heard this story. It's, I think for you, it's kind of, it's complex and 
any of the people that say, well, not any of them, but some of the people that say you, because remember, I only saw it like later when a lot of the stuff was gone or whatever. But like, you know, and you see, you, I haven't been on Twitter. So, yeah, like, I mean, I haven't been on since Sunday uh, now. People attacking you or whatever. But for you, it's a slightly co- more complex thing because you're due in September and you're having uh, a baby with your life partner who you love and adore what is a male comedian so obviously yeah. you're going to feel like more protective over like the good people in comedy and in particular your partner and that's totally normal and natural because if you're expecting a child with somebody whether you like you're married or whatever they move from being your partner or boyfriend into a different sphere because now yeah. you are connected to each other for life no matter yeah. what happens and you've created a human being together you yes. are connected forever and when you are pregnant you are going to feel more you're going to have more of those emotions about protecting yourself and your little family and your little family at the moment is you your bump and Fred yeah before and I think that your family is your parents that's, yeah. that's and obviously they still are your family but they're not your they're not your family your unit. little unit yeah it's their different unit now is you baby and Fred and I just feel that some of the comedians who were saying who were attacking you, people that you know have done gigs with all in very good terms, they didn't need to go down that route. Yeah. And I think I, the fact I don't that feel it, like it was coming from we want this to end positively. Didn't well, feel like, I think feel like we'd love for everyone to have all the information that we have. And we're just trying to do a positive thing here and, you know, uh, bring about positive change. Like, why couldn't, like, why couldn't somebody have DM'd me that information instead of, yeah, and, and another why thing I, is, like, say, buddy, you, uh, hope you're well. But also, yeah. I kind of, I got an awful lot of, I know this person in question now when she said, you know, well, you should stand by the victims when I said, well, I stand by the overall sentiment. And she said you should stand by the victims and then had a gif or some kind of gif and it got however many likes. And then other people started commenting, obviously, kind of. Now, in saying that, a lot of people were very nice. You know, it it wasn't that everyone was, like, abusive, but there just was this particular cohort, which, like, I just found it, like, my, probably my most upsetting online experience to date. But it, it, it just, I feel like anyone who knows me knows well, I would have thought, but obviously this isn't the case. I would have thought people would have presumed that me putting that up, first of all, was not being defensive of every man in comedy because I was very clear on that. I said there are really bad men in comedy and like this needs to be stopped. And also there are good men who do and say bad things. But there are also good men in comedy. And I do stand by that sentiment. But yet that seemed to be what really riled people then. It just seemed like I couldn't say anything right. Unless it was exactly what they thought. And you see this, and I just feel like the thing about being, I felt, and I did say to somebody then who messaged me privately on WhatsApp, and they, you know, didn't, you know, they didn't comment publicly on this, but they did message me privately. And I said, like, what really hurt was 
also this feeling of being cast out of the club. Like, you don't stand with victims. As I've said, that is so, aside from all the really horrible insinuations with that, it's also presuming that I have this had have had this crystal stair experience whereby, oh, well, you wouldn't get it. So you're over there now. You're not in this club. And the person I was WhatsApping was saying, oh, no, like you haven't been cast out of a club. And I was like, well, no, that's what they've done. They've said you can't be in this club. Even though I boycott gigs where women are badly treated, I feel, you know, I do my share of like I've organised, you know, Emma, like I organised one gig for women in direct provision. I was in the process of organising another two gigs for different cohorts of women. Like I feel to say I'm not in the club is just really kind of mean. So how do you how do you feel about it now? I know that's a bit I know that's a bit childish saying it's kind of mean, but it did just feel like because I deviated from the script that I was one of the bad guys. And that just hurt because and I'm not saying by the way, I hate saying, Oh yeah, well I've you know, I was in the process of organizing gigs when the lockdown happened and blah blah blah. It's not about that, but I'm just saying I'm not somebody like I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna be all like, Oh, haven't I great? It's more that like to say that I don't care is really hurtful because I actually am somebody who does actively do things to try to help people. And like maybe my wording was misjudged, maybe the timing was misjudged, but I I, I guess it's upsetting when people question your intent. And like I wasn't doing this in defence of all men in comedy, by the way. And also another thing people took issue with, which was something that you and I would have chatted about, but... Like another thing people took issue with was the fact that I named a couple of people who would do this gig that I have long since boycotted. But you see, my attitude with that is I'm actively boycotting this gig. I know you've been, but I can't delete people from my life because they choose to do that gig. Like I can I can be disappointed, but I can't I just think life isn't that binary that I can't say, well, now that person's a bad person because they've done that gig. And I'm going to remove them from my life. I just think it's too simplistic. Like you can't control other people's behaviours. Like you can be disappointed and wish that they made a different choice. But again, this seemed to be about like a lot of people were throwing this back at me. Like, how can you name these people? It's something I'll admit I didn't consider at the time. I momentarily did forget that they have done this gig. But again, putting it back on me, like somebody who does actively boycott the gig, I just feel, I don't know, I just felt really upset by it. So you're keeping yourself busy anyway, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, but I'm, you know, I have, I know now, sorry, this is such an emotional up to 90, but I'm grand. I am You're fine. still actually self-harming is what we're getting at here. No, I'm not self-harming. Look, okay. can I just what, say? What should I do? Thank Look, to end it on a positive no, you're, of I'm course. Only, you know I'm slagging. I know you're only, you're only slagging. But <laughs> to end it on a positive, you know, okay, first, well, before I end on a positive, I will say, I'm sorry for any upset caused by my post in which I wanted to just name a few men who have helped me along and I have found to be sound. Yeah. I am sorry that that caused upset. I probably should have foreseen that. I'm not blaming it on baby brain, but I'll be honest, I throw a lot of things up on the internet these days without probably considering. 
um, the, considering the consequences. So to say I am upset, like, you know, if other people are upset is understanding the century because I do really, I do a lot of self-blame and I do get very upset when I think I might have upset other people and I dwell on it quite a bit. So I'm genuinely sorry if that was the case. And if anyone named was triggering, I came to this with good faith. I was completely unaware of anything, you know, that I was told until Sunday. You know, all of that is completely true, but it's also true that, you know, I was very upset and I just feel... Oh, I totally get it. Because if somebody says to you in, like, wherever, on the street or, you know, in a club or in a coffee shop or whatever, and they say, I can't believe you think that about it, whatever, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Then somebody posts it on social media and it's there's a definite tone to it. And it's not a stranger. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, so it kind of almost adds extra gravitas to what yes, they're saying. It is kind of it is kind of doubly but, hurtful. And and there are people it's it's a a colleague or you know a a a, a past colleague. So if yeah. somebody who is a past colleague kind of says X, Y, or Z about you, there's more weight to because they're like, well, they know her. This isn't just like, you know, underscore five, six, seven, you know, at symbol, whatever. Yeah. Egg, egg profile who has no followers. And it's obviously. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sitting in the sit room. My dogs are going mad at every noise. But, you know, and people who are active online are aware of this. Yes. And it just, you know, the, yeah, the, the public shaming was hard. But to end on a positive, I will say, because I don't want it to be about me, because, you know, it's not about me, like, in terms of I, you know, you know, I mean, look, maybe I did misjudge it in terms of time and all that, but it was coming from a good place. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry if anyone was upset by it. I was certainly upset about how it all ended. I am fine, by the way. So, you know, just to say, because so many people sent me messages before I turned my socials off for the couple of days, just to give myself a bit of a break. I haven't got back to them, but they were really lovely. But please do not feel the need to message me to see am I OK or anything, because I have... You know, I'm in a much better place now with it. And actually, you know, a few of these people did apologize to me privately. And, yeah. you know, they did offer to delete. Well, they, they might have deleted their tweets. I haven't been on Twitter. And to be honest, I wouldn't be looking for it. I didn't you see. I I didn't see anything then when I saw it. Yeah. So they, they might. You see, yeah. So I thank them if they did delete their tweets. I thank them. I did say, you know, it wasn't necessary. And I did probably, it was a bit passive aggressive. I did say, oh, well, the damage is kind of done. But I think at that point, what I was hurt about really was just people who know you, who could DM you, but who chose to take the other route, which is kind of for, I suppose it's failing to kind of maybe consider that I was unaware of this. Like, I'm not a bad person. Like, why would I name somebody that has potentially hurt somebody else as you know a man who's been sound to me like I mean I like to think on a very basic level people would have thought that about me but obviously not but I did get lovely messages from people and lovely you know people publicly supporting me as well I was really surprised at like 
you know, a few of the people and it meant so much. It really, really did. But I just don't want to be taking up people's time with it now and like people messaging me and all that kind of crack because there's much, you know, worse stuff going on in the world as well. But, you know, I mean, it was it's probably I think I've learned a few lessons this week. And I mean, it's kind of sad to say I probably maybe I don't want to say learn who your friends are, but it's interesting the people who back you up and the people who don't. And, you know, that's probably been it's been a hurtful one in ways, but it's been maybe a learning curve. I needed to, I suppose, kind of what's the word, you know, kind of a learning curve that I needed to go through as well. Yeah. But, I'm, you know, I'm grand, you know, I'm fine. And just to say that, and you know, we'll move on. We will not be discussing it anymore. I hope I don't get much flack for this episode as well. No. <sighs> but sure, look, it is what it is. It's not. So definitely. I, I feel that this is partly my fault because a few weeks ago on the podcast, I told you to stop asking Fred his opinion for what you should tweet <laughs> and shouldn't. <laughs> I know that was the relationship can I just say Fred had no part in that bloody tweet oh god I mean and then poor Fred had come in every day you're a real devil it's just like oh Judy's off the socials again well here we go but I but I needed a couple of days off and you know what it's not me saying I'm glad you did because when I went down all of these various Julie apologies and I was just like oh no I was just like um, because I know what would be behind that do you know yeah. what I mean like obviously yeah. like we're very similar and you know we obviously got the same sense of humor or whatever but like I know that if you are apologizing for something on social media I'm just like oh no because I know the hurt you immediately that. thought you were like up to 90 is dead <laughs> No. Well, look, I am like, look, but I am. I, I, you're, I knew that you would be upset. And I was just like, oh. yeah, well, I think I was just in shock. And, you know, aside from the whole thing that like the person in question, people that we know and love and are people of integrity have been gigging for this person for years that like, I think they would probably be equally surprised. I mean, it was genuinely coming from a place where I did not know. And, you know, it's... Julie, it's just the same now, Julie, coming from a good place, Jay. I know, I know. I just keep saying the same thing. So we'll, ra- we'll wrap it up. It'll be back to regular up to 90 next week. Please do not delete me from your lives. I'm not a bad person, I promise. Um... Which is kind of what all bad people say, isn't it? I'm not a bad person, but look... Hopefully I'm not still cancelled, but I don't, I, I'd like to think I'm not, but sure, who knows? I'm probably cancelled with some people, but anyway, what can you do? Yeah, but sure, if you're cancelled with people you knew already, you're already cancelled with them. They just yeah. haven't vocalised yet. Because you wouldn't, you would do that to a mate, like. Like, imagine well, you posting, imagine you post something crazy, just say something actually crazy. And I attack you on Twitter. Yeah, this is true. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just wouldn't happen. And it's it's just, it's probably, and it's, you know, I'm pushing 40, so it's a bit sad to admit this as a grown adult, but I suppose it never gets any easier. I think it's always hard when you do kind of realise in that moment, like, who is your mate and who isn't. So, you know, that's hard. Um, but again, sure, it's something we never stop learning. 
getting a bit Oprah now. It is getting you. a bit Oprah. And I do want to end it on that I do take responsibility. And, you know, I am sorry if it caused any offence. And maybe my timing wasn't great. But I'm going to say it, Emma. I was. <laughs> coming yeah, from... A good, a good place. Thank place. you. Okay, so regular up to ninety next week. We'll be back to ourselves. I've been Judy J. I've been Evador. God bless, patrons. We will chat you on Thursday. I'll try and fucking shake a joke out of this one because. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll be back to my old self. I'll be having the crack now. We may get a bit of Emma's news. It is actually my fucking birthday today, but whatever. Don't oh mind my god, me. I forgot your actual <laughs> birthday. Because sure, I put up the big O to you the other day, and do you know what? what? I was lying awake. <laughs> I'm but look, it was all about me today, Emma. I'm sorry. Birthday or no, all about me. Yeah, no, it's cool. No, she. I'm not Happy a birthday, birthday person. Emma. Slyly tell people sometimes, but I, I haven't even said it to anybody today who I've been in touch with. Her, so it's all good. Well, it's hard when your boss rings you and you're like, hey, how are you? Great. It's my birthday. Like, it's hard to just drop it in. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm actually off today. That's where I'm talking during the day. I took the but day what off. You need, what you need to do is you need to just, just to make people feel really bad, because I think this is what you did last year, is maybe put up a picture of a couple of cards and a little cake at the end of the day and just say, oh, the kids went all out. And then everyone's like, fuck! Uh, I, I, I probably would do that, but it, it doesn't bother that's me. That's your style. That's, but that's yeah. what you need to do. That's why I did the whole ode to you on Saturday because I knew it was the last week of June and I was like, this bitch is not doing this to me again. So I was like, I'm just going to pretend today is your birthday. I know. It's easy to remember though. 30th of June, last day of June. So good. I'll put, I'll put it in the diary now. Well, and sure, look, little did I know I'd be off social media and thank God I put it up because sure otherwise I'd have to go on to do the whole bloody picture montage a- thing. It'd be a bit of a change in vibe, wouldn't it? <laughs> Everything would be like... Go from that to birthday shout-out. It needs something in between to kind of cushion it a little bit. I'd need some kind of segue, wouldn't I? You'd need a, you'd need a, an inspirational meme or something. Something about snakes. That should be your next post. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, Emma, no. happy birthday, babes. Thank God oh, you're no. finally 36. I was like, will this bitch oh, ever yeah. turn 36? Jesus Christ. Okay, come here. I'm going to let you go because I have to go for an old wee wee. All right, cool. I'll chat well, to you later. Much love. Chat to you tomorrow. Bye. God bless everyone. A quick shout out as well to three very special people. So first of all, Remy got in touch and we just wanted to give a quick shout out to Remy because unfortunately her name does begin with R. So that means she's going to be waiting a while for a shout out. Also, a quick shout out to the lovely Alison, who I unforgivably left out when I was going through the A's. So Alison, I'm so sorry. You're such a sweetheart. And this is a very special shout out just for you. I can't actually get my laptop to work this week. So I can't get into the D's who are next on my list. But you will be uh, given a very special shout out next week. And also... Final shout out is a special request. It's from Laura, who wanted to wish her sister Sarah happy birthday. And very sadly, Laura is trapped in London for COVID-19 and hasn't been able to get home for ages. So Laura, we really hope you can get home to us 
very, very soon. I mean, London is the best town in the world. So I have to say, you know, limited sympathies. But at the same time, obviously, you probably do want to come home. So very special happy birthday to Sarah. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast, guys. Thanks, Emil. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.